Top of the morning to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Bitcoin Ben Show podcast version. My name is Jordan. I'll be the host, the intro man, and the guy responsible for bringing the Bitcoin Ben Show to the audios. I'm getting pretty good at that intro. Might stick around. It's Monday. I personally love Mondays. It's like a fresh start, kind of like New Year's Day for the week. Uh, but it is hotter than Africa here. I have a fan. You could probably hear it. Maybe not. But fans about 10 feet away blowing pretty hard it's been like 30 degrees here all week and it doesn't seem to get cooler at night either and unfortunately i moved into a house without any ac but there's no way i'm paying three grand for an ac unit right now when bitcoin is this price (laughs) i'd much rather spend three thousand bucks on bitcoin wait for it to be somewhat valued properly somewhat I've been doing that with a lot of things, actually. We have a bus fund going. We have a deck replacement fund going. And with that, we just kind of move a little bit of Bitcoin every week into different wallets. And once the purchasing power increases enough, instead of the opposite, where you hold cash, you save it, it loses value. And whatever you're trying to buy costs more in a year or two from now. So we're taking the opposite approach. We're letting Bitcoin do its thing. The halving cycle is coming up in like a year now. And so it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what's going to happen here. There's lots going on in the world of Bitcoin right now. The SEC announced that it's suing CZ, Binance. Bitcoin went for a shit today. But anybody who's been in Bitcoin knows that in a week or two from now, it's going to just bounce right up again. And so personally, I spent my day buying a little bitcoin instead of freaking out about it i love when bitcoin goes down you can get more sats for the illusionary dollar that you're buying it with so it's a good day in bitcoin land even though everybody's freaking out it has absolutely zero impact on bitcoin itself some of the casino coins might be in trouble here but at the same time gary gensler has been calling everything but bitcoin a security for a long time now And it seems like only the people in Bitcoin have been paying attention to that. So Binance is in trouble. The casino coins are in trouble. Bitcoin is down. That means you're going to get more for the dollars. And speaking of that, the metrics today. What do we got? Where are we here? We are currently at block size 793015. And I have to apologize here. (laughs) I open, I've been using mempools.space or mempool.space to see the block size. And I guess I looked at a transaction a little while ago. And so every time I loaded this, it only happened like twice, but it was from like two or three weeks ago. So I I think I said the same block size twice and I went to look at it again today. I'm like, that number looks really familiar. And so I realized that I was a couple weeks behind. So I I would like to officially retract the last couple metrics that were used here. The actual block size right now is 793 zero one five and if you're planning on moving bitcoin on layer one you're paying 57.5 sats per v byte which is up from last week so if you don't have a plan in place with lightning with bitcoin with combining your utxos maybe it's time to consider that i hope they go back i hope the fee goes back down but who knows who knows ever only two certain well a couple certainties in life but when it relates to money we got two certainties one is that they're going to continue printing continue devaluing the currency 
fiat currencies, and there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin. So everything else is just kind of noise. And finally, for one US illusionary dollar, you get 3,896 sats. It's a flash sale on Bitcoin today. So do yourself a favor, pick up a little bit of Bitcoin. It could be $10 worth, could be $50 worth, but take advantage of times like this. Do not panic, do not fear, smash by. Bitcoin's only going up long-term. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about today is something that happened to me today. And I've been using the Moon Wallet on my phone now, on my mobile device for a long time now. And today, coincidence or not, was the first time that I was ever locked out of my Moon Wallet. Usually I open up the Moon Wallet, it asks for my pin code, and then it logs me into my wallet. Today I open it up and it gave me two options, restore your wallet or create a new wallet. So it locked me out, and if I did not have my backup keys, to that moon wallet, I would have lost a significant amount of money. So let this be a warning, please. We do not know what's gonna happen with all these different wallets and everything going on. Make damn sure that you have your private keys written down in a place where you know it is. Not off in the woods somewhere in a tree <laughs> where you think you might remember it in five years from now if the same thing happened today. Um, you have to have that balance there where it's not too extreme, but it's not too easily accessible either. If someone were to break into your house, you have to make it a little bit difficult for them. But at the same time, you can't make it too difficult on yourself. So please, actionable item for today. Whatever wallets you have, get the private key, back it up. Make sure it's in a safe place and you know exactly where that safe place is. I don't know if it's a glitch coincidence whatever it was it was the first time it ever happened and it happened to coincide with the binance thing today so who knows i do not know um but let's talk about the bitcoin ben show because that's what we're here for so this this intro will be for i think one or two episodes from last week you're also going to hear today's episode from monday and as a bonus you get crypto sherpa talking about what is money he was filling in for Ben on Saturday morning, the 21 million radio show, and he did a bang up job. So shout out to Crypto Sherpa, who's been filling in for Ben when Ben's on the road, which I believe he's in New York today. I think that's what he said on the show today. So without further ado, I'm gonna leave you with that. I hope you have an amazing week. Hope you pick up a little bit of Bitcoin on sale. And if nothing else, please make a copy of your private key and know exactly where it is at all times. It's always better to be safe than sorry. So here he is, or here they are, Bitcoin Ben, Crypto Sherpa. Talk to you soon. And we are live. Good morning, everybody. It's your favorite truck driver and ex-truck driver. It's Bitcoin Ben. Now, today is a very, very, very interesting day because it's the next day after yesterday. Yesterday was so important when it was today, but now all it is is a reflection point 
in your life. Every day we learn more and more that our government, our world is changing. The government is basically being destroyed. The government is a failure. The government is acting like a failing company. That's what the government is doing. This is what I want you guys to really wrap your heads around. Is when you think about a government as an entity, you have to understand that a government is only a, it's an organization. It's a company. That's what a government is. Like Apple is a government of the Apple network. Uh, uh, as in me, you know, the, 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 I own clubs and I own companies. And I, along with some partners, are the government of the companies. And when governments are, are failing, it's because the government structure, the organizational structure is failing. The idea of the corporation is no longer applicable to the environment in which it works. A great example would be Blockbuster, right? The U.S. government is the blockbuster of governments, where they had a product, video, right? And video was a great idea. Video was revolutionary, right? But the, the idea of video is continuing, but the structure, the organizations that handle video are have evolved and decentralized away from the structure of Blockbuster. Right, and that that structure has been replaced with Netflix, who uh, Hulu or Hulu, with YouTube, with Rumble, with 
with all of these other video platforms. So Blockbuster went away. Blockbuster refused to evolve because their power structure would have had to change. The Blockbuster would have had to decentralize the corporation. Well, they didn't want to do that because the CEOs and the vice presidents and all of those, the bureaucracy of Blockbuster was so reliant on the structure of Blockbuster that they went down with the ship. Well, that's what's going on with the U.S. government. Here's an example. This morning, every morning I listen to, I listen to a local farm report up in St. Louis. And one of one of the commercial interviews was with a government farm bureau, right? And they were advertising on the show for employees. That here at the farm bureau, we we treasure our employees, but that wasn't the message that the advertisement, right? That's that's not the message the advertisement was putting out. The message was that we need to brag about our bureaucracy. We need to tell, and they're telling the general public, not kidding. Check it out. Check out the Farmer Dave show from today on on the big 5.50 a.m. up in St. Louis, right? They, they, they were trying to get the public to brag to other people in the general public how awesome the government was. They were telling people to tell people how proud they were of their government bureaucracies, encouraging people to apply to the government bureaucracies. Well, the government bureaucracies are losing employees. See, the IRS, what a lot of people don't know, 
the IRS did not hire 10,000 IRS agents. They said that they wanted to hire 10,000 IRS agents, that they were looking to hire 10,000 IRS agents. Problem is, no one wants to work for the IRS. And the talented people are not going to go and work for the IRS. Right? The government jobs are no longer the jobs that are the good ones. The good, working at the post office. No. The only people that work at the post office mostly And my dad worked at the post office. So I can vouch for this. My dad was one of the laziest damn people you'd ever meet in your life. When I was in eighth grade, we had a take your son to work day. My dad took me to work at the post office and literally he had his own parking spot. Remember, my dad was management. My dad was, you know, um, one of the bureaucracy in the post office. We, we walked, number one, he had his own parking spot. That was nice. We also used that parking spot for when we'd go to hockey games because it was right by the ice rink for the St. Louis Blues. So he took me in there. And I'm not joking, folks. I, and this is 30 years ago. All right? This is over 30 years ago. You think it's gotten better? I don't think so. We literally walked in. He walked over to a conveyor belt. And he grabbed magazines off the conveyor belt that were being mailed to other people. And he grabbed the ones he wanted to read that that day. So after grabbing someone else's mail, he went upstairs or we went upstairs to his office. And we sat down in his office. And I remember, because I, I had to take notes on my dad's workday, the trials and tribulations of the 
post office accountant. We sat down. I had my pad of paper. I was ready to go. All right, what are we doing? My dad opened the magazine and started reading. And I'm like, what are we doing? And he said, Ben, he said, you, you see that phone right there? And I go, yes. He goes, we wait for that phone to ring. Okay, waiting for the phone to ring. I'm sitting there. Four and a half hours later, the phone rings. Hello, this is Sonny. That's what everyone called him was Sonny. His real name was Tom. Yeah, it's Sonny. Yep. All right. Yep. All right, I'll check it out. Click. Jumped on his computer. Five minutes later. Yeah, yeah, this is Sonny. Yeah, uh, looks like looks like one of your predictable payments didn't come through. Yep. Alrighty. Bye bye. Click. That was it. The whole day. One of the post offices that usually sold a certain amount of stamps to a certain company didn't get that normal purchase. And so they had a discrepancy in their accounting. That was it. That's what my dad did the whole day. One phone call all day, and he fixed it in five minutes. My dad fell asleep probably six times during that day. Phone ring? Nope. All right. All right, it's lunchtime. Let's go get a burger. My dad got paid $70,000 a year to sit there and wait for a damn phone to ring. That's government system. But he had his retirement. He had his pension. 
he had the union. Boy, don't mess with his job. He was earning his pay. That's why whenever my dad would say, well, I got a lot of overtime this week. <laughs> I'd laugh and go, oh, longer naps. Ooh, yay. But that's government. Now, in the old days, the post office had a monopoly. Then Western Union. Then FedEx. Then all these other structures that were doing it more efficiently came in. Then the internet hit. Holy moly. You would have thought the end of the world. The post office. My friends, the post office is the American government now. Why do you think one of our leading nuclear people was a transgendered luggage thief. The head of nuclear something was a transgendered luggage thief. They're not getting the cream of the crop applying for government. Right. No one's going to Yale and going, you know what? I'm going to get me a job at the government. No. The point I'm making here is... Right now, the government is just trying to hold the structure together through legislation that's breaking. Because legislation, it is, it has no teeth if you have no enforcement. Right. It's government nowadays is like a midget threatening to whoop your ass. It's cute and you giggle a little bit. But they don't really have the ability to do anything to you. I, the most exposure any of us have to government regulations is when we drive. The speed limit. The red light the reality 
and you see a cop, you slow down. You don't see a cop, you go fast. Is the regulation working? No. No one pays it. No one pays attention to the speed limit on the highway. They go as fast as the guy in front of them. That's freedom. See, when you regulate, you slow everything down. Right? That's why on the highway, if all of a sudden the highway backs up and you're sitting in traffic and you're like, well, this sucks. God, I ain't getting nowhere. It's going to take forever to get anywhere. And you get up to the problem. And the problem is a cop has someone pulled over on the shoulder of the road. And everybody's gawking at the cop with someone pulled over. So somebody's getting a ticket. And that's what slowed the progress of the individuals on the highway. We've all drove down the highway and saw a cop car in the middle of the highway, but there ain't nobody in there. Why do you think cop cars' windows are tinted? But you tint your windows that dark and you're breaking the law. Why can police cop cars have super dark tint, but ours can't? You ever think of that? Why is it? Think about this. You're driving down the highway 90 miles an hour. You pass a cop. The cop goes 110 to catch you. And he says, or she says, speed kills. Wait. So if the faster I go is more dangerous and you went 110 to catch me, aren't you guilty of creating an environment of danger? But got to break the law to enforce the law. And that's another perfect example. January 6th, all the FBI agents and all the 
undercovers that were leading the thing. They wanted to see who would break the law. So the people there to enforce the law were the ones encouraging people to break the law. Hey, we should go break some windows in that building. Okay. Boom. You're under arrest. <laughs> I caught you in the act. It was your idea. That's relevant. This is what we're dealing with, people. We are dealing with the stupidity of bureaucracy at the, at the point where the bureaucracy is dying. At the point where bureaucracy is dying, is when it gets even more stupid. See, what's the, what's the difference between swimming and drowning? It's the motion of the arms. Right? When you're swimming, you have control and you understand your situation. When you're drowning, you're just flopping around trying to keep yourself above water. And God forbid there be somebody next to you when you're drowning. If you're swimming and there's someone next to you, you're both fine. But if one of you is drowning, you're both in danger. Because the system of drowning is chaotic. While the system of swimming is in harmony with the environment of water. The government is drowning in debt. The government is, is, is reaching out to anything around it to grab some type of control to not drown. And they're using all of the entities that they have influence in. They're using their friends. They're using the corporations to try not to drown in the new environment. Problem is, the corporations are going down with them because they're in the same environment 
of decentralization. So the corporations and the banks are now trying not to drown. They're taking off shirts and no, they're kicking shoes off. That's their employees. That's that's products. That's that's equipment. That's labor. That's this. They're trying. They're trying to become more lean, more agile. But it's not working. So now they're getting desperate. Now the corporations are trying to grab onto the clients and hold the clients as they drown. And they're threatening the clients. Hold us up. Hold us up. Or we're going to limit you. We won't. We can't really make you drown. But what we can do is we can hold one of your legs. We can hold one of your arms. We can block a little content here. We can restrict a little bit here. That's the banks. The banks are drowning. The shareholders of the banks. The mem... The, uh... The, the accounts of the banks. This is all going down, folks. And all you have to do is step back. Hence, the lifeboat of Bitcoin. You don't have to do anything but just back away and let them collapse. That's the secret. But while they're collapsing, They're dangerous. So you don't want to play in the same lake that they're swimming. That's why we have Calyx solutions in the laptops, the crypto laptops, the Liberty laptops. Because as as they drown more, They're going to come after every technology that they have. They're going to leverage every corporation they have influence over. They're going to leverage everything possible, including your laptop. 
Why do you think the U.S. and China are basically almost going to war over a microchip company? Why? Is it because the microchip is the thing that's going to save them? They think. Yes. They're going after the hardware. Have I mentioned Calix Solutions laptop? If you own any other computer, you're being played by the system. Because what you think is just a harmless little laptop is their weapon. If you go to Walmart and get a laptop, You go to Amazon and get a laptop. You're literally, you are purchasing the weapon of your enemy. Calix Solution weaponizes it for you, not against you. We actually take their weapon remove their authority to use it and give you the authority to use it. And now Calix Solutions offers custom laptops and actual desktops where you can get any brand any type of computer you want, and Calix will customize it for you. Call Patrick at 702-845-8276 or text him at that number too. 702-845-8276. And ask him about getting a custom computer. It's the only way, it's the only computer you can buy that isn't a weapon against you. So if you're like, well, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get a computer, but I'm just gonna go to Walmart and get it. <clears throat> that's that's like going over t- to the hood, picking up a criminal, bringing them to your house, and then before they come in, you ask them, oh, do you have any guns? that I can use to protect me from you? 
<laughs> no. So if you're buying any other laptop except Calix Solutions, Liberty Laptop, and crypto-only laptop, or desktop, whatever, you're buying your own handcuffs. Good luck with that. Okay, I got to wrap up. Today's Wednesday. So, once again, call Patrick or text him or email at info at calixsolutions.io. All right. Now, t today's Wednesday. That means three-hour video tonight. Tonight, we'll, we are going to talk about entrepreneur and making money in the new rich revolution. There's a lot of people making money in, in cryptos and in clubs and in blockchain. It's just you guys don't know about it. Welcome to the show. This evening, 6 o'clock Eastern Time, on either FGTV, which is on the club's website. Here's a QR code right here. Join the club. Watch FGTV Live tonight. Or on my Patreon. Link's under here. Two places you can watch it. Love you guys. Have a great day. And I'll see you tonight on the show. Bye-bye.